You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Rachel and Gabby's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 303. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a great show for you today. Another first-time guest or guests, so to speak. She's All Batch. You've heard them on their podcast, the She's All Batch podcast. It is Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney. They are joining me for the first time today, and we will get to that momentarily. As you know, the Daily Roundup is already up in your feed So it was posted about two hours ago, and it covers um, some thoughts from Tuesday's episode, uh, a little more on yesterday's spoiler, and then um, uh, something from Eric's high school past surfaced last night. I have a feeling the major outlets are going to run with this story. I give my thoughts on that um, this morning. It's already been revealed, if you're listening to this right now, as it's released, uh, The Dance with the Stars cast and partners are released. Um, I'm recording this Wednesday night, so I don't know who the partners are, but by the time you listen to this, you can go online and find who everybody's with. I know Gabby is with Val because Val's wife spoiled that in an interview. Um, Big Brother, huge episode tonight and some other things in reality TV world that I'm talking about. So go check out that on the Reality Steve podcast feed, today's daily roundup. Also, as you know, as you're probably listening to this, I am on a flight to Las Vegas for the weekend. There will be a daily roundup tomorrow and Monday, even though I will be in Las Vegas for both of those days to record. Um, I'll see what I'm sure I'll come up with 20 minutes of material tomorrow. It'll sound different because I'm not bringing my microphone, but I will be recording on my phone. And I'm pretty sure I know how to upload it and get everything ready to go for tomorrow. But, you know, um, just to let you know, it uh, <laughs> it is going to happen, and uh, I'll probably record it. Uh, let's see, I, with the time zone change, um, it'll always it'll still be up at the same time, about uh, eight a.m. Eastern time. But I'm pro- I'll watch the Rams Bills game, probably watch Big Brother, and then record after that. So Big Brother's going to end at what ten Pacific time because it's a two hour episode tonight. So I'll be recording it around, yeah, I, I, put it this way. It'll be up tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, it'll be in its, you don't really care when I record it, do you? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm excited. This is an annual trip. You know I'm out there for the first week of NFL season every year and um, looking forward to it, looking forward to joining some pools, putting in my future bets, and, um, yeah, I'm on the Rams tonight. Kind of hard to go against the defending Super Bowl champions at home and they're getting points. And everybody and their mother is picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl this year, which pretty much guarantees they won't. Uh, That's never a good sign when all of the media is just riding your team's jockstrap like the media is for the Buffalo Bills this season. You know, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good, but um, just remember, they were 5-1. and Um in their division last year in the AFC East, they were only six and five versus the rest of the league. And if you look at those six wins, they beat one good quarterback, Patrick Mahomes and five average to below average quarterbacks outside of the AFC East. So just 
hey, I'm not saying I hate the Bills and people in Buffalo, you don't need to come for me. Just know that you, people in Buffalo are very well aware that everybody in the media is on them this year. And that, I'm just telling you, that's very hard to live up to. And first game of the year on the road at the defending Super Bowl champions, we know the defending Super Bowl champions always host the first game of the season on Thursday night. They're 19-2 and two in the last 22 19, excuse me, 19-3 in the last 22 games on Thursday night to open the season, the defending Super Bowl champs. So, hey, you know, things happen. Buffalo can certainly win the game, for sure, but that's where I'm leaning tonight. I'm heading, uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, a lot of stuff yesterday, obviously, on the podcast in regards to the spoilers. Um, like I said, when I know stuff, I tell you, and I found that out. After the episode aired on Tuesday night, made some calls, and I was told, hey, Rachel and Tino have broken up. And if I knew the reasons, I would tell you. I do know, like I said, the biggest thing was at some point they stopped talking. I don't know who initiated that, and I don't know the reason behind it. If I did, I would have told you. Um, this has nothing to do with seeing the promo Tuesday night and said, oh, I think Rachel and Tino are broken up. No, they are broken up. It was confirmed to me um, last night. I was reached out to first. I had been hearing rumblings all season, but like I say, I hear rumblings every season. And, you know, you hear stuff and you're like, okay, it sounds very third, fourth hand. But um, when this one came to me, um, I realized um, it did line up with what was being shown on TV. So, um and I, I got the confirmation that I needed to say that uh, Rachel and Tino have broken up. They're not going to get back together. Uh, this isn't something where he's going to be um, or she. I, I, I've heard it's done. I mean, both of them have just gone their separate ways. And like I said, I know you want answers, and I know you really need to know everything like three seconds after it happens, but sometimes you just got to wait. And we are going to get our answers when Rachel and Tino are live on the After the Final Rose on Tuesday night, September 20th. They're going to be asked because we're going to see footage from their happy couple visit that we've seen clips of in the preview. And Rachel and Tino are going to tell us their story. What happened? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. If I did, I would be the first to tell you. But we don't know, but we will know soon enough. I know it's not soon enough for most people, but we will know soon enough once those two go live on the After the Final Rose. So look forward to that. And... You know, yesterday I found out something I had no idea. We've known that Tino's going to be a contestant on this show since when? March? <laughs> like, as a contestant? show ended up filming in May. I mean, it literally been March, April, May, June, July, August. Six months? Six months we've known Tino has been a person that's now in Bachelorette Nation, and I had no idea until yesterday that Tino graduated from Loyola Marymount University in L.A., which is where I graduated from, obviously way before he did but had no idea he was a fellow LMU alum. Lion pride, baby. How dare you dump him, Rachel? You dump a lion. Nah. Anyway, um, but yeah, just found that out yesterday. Had no idea. This guy's been on everybody's you know, radar for six months, and for some reason I never bothered to look at where he went to college. And the thing is, I knew he lived in Marina Del Rey, which is basically at the bottom of the hill from LMU, and I don't know why. I had no idea. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's uh, that was interesting uh, to hear. And like I said, if I find anything out in the next two weeks in terms of more details about the Rachel and Tino breakup, by all means, uh, I will definitely share it with you. Don't forget, though, 
today's podcast brought to you by a couple of our sponsors. First off, Green Chef. You know how much I love Green Chef. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. The best, t- the best thing for me is it's very easy to make and it's very time-saving. You know me. I'm not somebody that wants to spend a lot of time in the kitchen ever. But these are time-saving recipes. They're packed with fresh produce, vibrant flavors, gives you more opportunities to get outside, make the most of sunny days before summer's end. Fast and fit meals, they're under 700 calories, and basically all of them 25 minutes or less. Even for someone like me who doesn't even know how to cook, I can make it in 25 minutes. I think my record was 23. Green Chef's pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices get you more chef-curated flavor in less time. I love the crispy southern chicken. That's my favorite. Also, spicy beef and broccoli noodle bowls are to die for, and the pork with apple and raisins, not too shabby. Anyway, you need to go out and get Green Chef, and I've got such a deal for you guys. You've been hearing me talk about it on the Daily Roundup. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135 and use code realitysteve135. You're going to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve. Use code realitysteve135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. And also, you know, when you think of vibrators, you think of Reality Steve. And let's be honest, sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. That's why Dame Products designed Eva, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. Boost your pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. So basically, what you got to do is use code RealitySteve to take 15% off your first first order at dameproducts.com. So go to dameproducts.com, that's D-A-M-E, use code REALITYSTEVE, take 15% off your first order. And I'm telling you, I said I've given these products to friends of mine that are in, not in Bachelor Nation, but in the reality TV world, and they say, hey, sometimes it's better than the real thing. And they love, they've been sent the Eva, and they have been sent the Air. And I'm telling you, you're going to love this thing. And trust me, my friends wouldn't lie to me about this stuff. You know, dameproducts.com. Use code realitysteve to take 15% off your first order. All right, let's get going. Podcast number 303. First time we've ever had him on the podcast. So here we go. Podcast 303. All right, let's bring him in. They are the hosts of the She's All Batch podcast. This is their first time on the podcast. Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney. Ladies, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited. This is big for us. Thanks for having us, Steve. No, I was going to say, you know, you guys, the thing is, (laughs) I know about you because of how you've created content. Because for the longest time, obviously, there's a lot of Instagram accounts out there. There's a lot of very, a lot of Bachelor-related podcasts out there, whether they're from independent people like yourself and me and Dave and Game of Roses or contestants, but I just started seeing your stuff pop up on my TikTok feed and my Instagram reels. Like that's how I became to know you. So first off, just congratulations on that, that you have been able to make a name for yourself in the um, 
in this world where it's very saturated and a lot of people are doing kind of the same thing. So mm-hmm. good on you well, for that. Thank you. Yay, thank you. That makes me really happy that we are like made it to reality Steve's four years. That was like a bucket list. <laughs> so before before we get started uh, on She's All Batch, I want to get a little background on both of you because it's your first time on the podcast and I don't know a ton about you, although Stephanie, you and I have discovered in recent weeks that we had a past together briefly. Um, yeah, we'll go way back. Yeah, and um, so we'll get to that in a second. But first off, Stephanie, let's start with you. What is What is your background? So I have a background in entertainment news. I've been doing that for well over a decade and was always into The Bachelor and then decided to make it my main focus. But I was always covering like reality TV and entertainment news in general. Okay. And Jackie? Yeah. So um, I kind of started not so much from an entertainment news background, but just like more general entertainment background. A few years ago, I was like living in L.A. and doing comedy and acting stuff and then kind of fell into this hosting role I had an opportunity to host a chat show of my choosing at the job that I was currently at and I was I didn't even watch The Bachelor at the time but I was like you know what I think people are kind of obsessed with this if we could kind of tap into this fandom maybe this little chat show that I had the opportunity to create could do well and then that's kind of how I fell into it and started watching the show and covering it. So I did a chat show there, then kind of spun off a podcast that never really went anywhere. And then finally had worked with Stephanie once prior before on that podcast. And then she had reached out to me to work together on the She's All Batch podcast. So that's kind of how I fell into it. So we, we come from like the perfect, like supplementary worlds of like entertainment news journalism and like just pure entertainment creating a show. Okay, I, that was my next question. You answered it for me, so good. Um, I was going to ask how you two came about oh. um, together, and it's because Stephanie had and been I on your podcast. As a guest on my old podcast. So we had only, um, never had even met face-to-face. We had just chatted via like podcast one time before, before we had a phone call to kind of like discuss the potential of doing this together. So I had created the um, She's All Batch Instagram mm-hmm. page, though, in like, 2019 and with no intention of of it ever turning into a podcast and then the pandemic hit and I was really relying on podcasts to like get me through I had just had a baby and I was just always listening to podcasts and I found myself obsessed with yours Steve and like you only released so many times at that time now you're releasing much more which is great but at the time you only had one episode a week once I listened to that you had like the bachelor happy hours and the abc driven podcasts that that just really weren't doing it for me because they weren't covering the stuff that i wanted to hear about and they weren't um asking the questions that i thought they should be asking the juicy stuff we really want to know and so that kind of got in my head that maybe i should start a podcast and it was kind of a no-brainer to name it after the instagram page that had kind of already had this built-in audience of people that understood my humor and that kind of really helped us. I think that's a lot of what helped the beginning because people were like willing to give us a chance because of the Instagram page. But now Mm -hmm. we've like, we have people that listen to the podcast that don't even know that I'm she's all batch on Instagram. So it's, it's kind of like taken on a life of its own. Hmm. Well, I was going to ask, do you have my question list in front of you? Because I was just going to (laughs) ask how you got started in the podcast. (laughs) You answered that already. Um, Wait, why don't we why, go ask your question, Steve? We'll stop trampling. On your no, I was I was going to say like, um, what made you go from 
a Instagram page of She's All Batch to, hey, let's start a podcast. Well, you just answered it. Like, it was pandemic. Well, you just know, had a child. There's a little bit more, actually. So what really, like, I, I thought there was a space in the podcast world for a She's All Batch podcast, and I think we are filling that void now. Um, and I started something. It was very brief on TikTok where I did random Bachelor facts. It was a TikTok series, and every single video did really, really well. And people wanted more, and they wanted me to do more. I'm like, well, I have, like, a plethora of Bachelor facts in my brain. Like, I can talk about this till I'm blue in the face. So... That's kind of what made me feel like there was an interest there. And that kind of pushed me more so to kind of get my wheels spinning. And then I reached out to Jackie, who had podcast knowledge, which I had none of. So that was like having her come on with me, like was just like the perfect storm, because I don't know if I would have been able to do it on my own with like with no information on how to even start a podcast. So, Jackie, when you were speaking earlier, you had said that you weren't really a fan of the show or hadn't watched it. So when did you pick up? What was your first season of this show that you got into it? My first season was Ari season. And to be fair, I have since gone back and like watched the classics and learned my history. So I have watched the seasons before that um, just to kind of refresh my knowledge that I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking to our guests and stuff. But um, the first season I ever actually watched was Ari's. Actually, that's not true. I watched Trista season with my mom when I was like a child. But then yeah. as an adult, watched Ari season for the first time. That was the first time I ever covered it. Wow. You're so, like five watching Trista season? That's like, like really literally, like, yes. I, I, I was going to say, like. Of it. But yeah, that was like a routine in our household. We would sit down every night and watch Trista season. But yes, I was literally five, probably. I was going to say, you watched Trista season and then literally took 10 to 12 years off from watching this franchise yeah. and tuned into Ari season, which was. Mm-hmm. God knows how many seasons later. That was later. a good one to start with, though, because it gave me um, a lot of content to work with. Now, this could be something. It could be nothing, Stephanie. The fact that you named your stuff She's All Batch, are you a fan of the movie <laughs> She's All That? Is that where it came I mean, from? Who isn't, Steve, first of all? That's, but, that's true. Know, I mean, yeah, sure. I've, watched, I've seen that movie a million times. Kiss Me, that song, is like the song of our generation. Yeah. But besides... <laughs> That I really, God, this is so weird that I remember this. When I decided to come up with the Instagram, it was when I came up with the name that really was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I just searched. I'm all about a good pun. And I searched for like words that sound like batch. And I saw that. And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, she's all, she's all that. She's all batch. Okay. And that's what I did it. Hmm. So really, no, it had nothing to do with the movie, but I felt like it was cute and it sticks out compared to some others that are out there. And I thought it also represents like when you listen to our podcast and when you go to the memes, it's very targeted towards like a millennial female and guy. And like, there's a lot of um, like, what would you like friends references and the Hills, or if you like Laguna beach or you're, you grew up in that era, you're probably going to get a lot of the things that we're talking about. Am I missing anything, Jackie? Like other, um, um Mean Girls, Titanic. Mean Girl. I'm, yeah. We've been really leaning into Titanic these days. <laughs> well, because of the cruise references. Thing, you know. And the fact that Leo just dumped his 25-year-old girlfriend yes, for like the 10th time. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's in the news. Um, uh, Jackie, are, are, are you guys ever surprised? I'll start with you, Jackie. Are you, are you surprised at the reaction that you get from your podcast? I'm not saying like whether it's positive or negative doesn't matter. I'm almost six years into this thing. And 
doing it once a week. I only started the daily one um, on July 11th, so I'm not even two months into doing a daily one. But just, I'm still surprised. And and I, when I say surprised, I say that when you record something, especially if it's not with a guest and you're just putting something out, you know, I, I record my daily podcast every night usually around 9 or 10 my time, and then I upload it, and it uploads in the morning or whatever. But I don't have any guests on that. It's just me talking, and it's just like I don't think about it, and I just talk, and I record, and I upload it the next morning. And you don't really start to think about somebody is actually listening to this. Like there's a point, I mean, granted, I've been around for a while now, so I get that I I do have a fan base and people listen, but – it is still weird to me that people listen to what I have to say about things and have a reaction. And, you know, I told a, a great Olive Garden story the other day, and I've had people email me about that. And it's just um, mm-hmm. it's just a really weird thing. Do you ever get like, wow, people, it's cool and kind of weird that people care what I say about things? Absolutely. No, I think we've had a few experiences recently that have really, like, hammered up point home because you know when we started we were really focused on our interviews at first because we're like we're just two girls like who cares what we want to say that people want to hear from the people that have been on the show and recently we've you know we've had some episodes now where we don't even have an interview guest for one reason or the next and it's like just us and it's still resonating with people and um we did an event over the summer we called it thoughts fest where we drove up to audrey's coffee shop and we had um listeners of the show like come meet us there and it was just so crazy and humbling and exciting to see that these people they showed up and they like know our jokes and they know us and they felt like our friends and yeah I'm always blown away by the fact that not only people are tuning in to listen to what we have to say but that they like it and they resonate with it and um, somehow relate to it in some way so it's super cool I actually was just um, last week away with my family on a cruise ship and a girl came up to me and was like are you Jackie from She's All Batch. Like, I love your podcast so much. And that was the first time I had just been approached by a random stranger. So the whole thing is just like such a whirlwind, but it's been super cool and super rewarding to see how many people resonate with what we have to say. It's incredible. Was was it a Virgin Cruise where you went to Paris, Bruges, yeah, and Amsterdam? Unfortunately, I did not get the life-changing free cruise. But, yeah. um, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve, I, I got to tell cruise. that story. It's so funny. You got the cruise? So I, yeah. So I think Virgin's just like throw, obviously throwing cruises at everyone. And um, I obviously tweet and meme about the show. And the meme I wrote, I'm not. I'm just going to read it to give you the actual word for word. Sorry for the pause. Um, it's a picture of Jesse announcing the cruise. And I go, how are we supposed to believe anything this man says when he told us that a sponsored cruise giveaway that other people won was going to change our lives forever? <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw that one when you put, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I saw that one. Virgin responded and they said, your life changing news is, is like right around the corner. DM us for more details. So I did. And they said, uh, what's your email? We're sending you a free cruise. And I'm like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. Have you gotten it yet? No, they said it would take up to like, 48 hours to get the email we did talk to someone so on our episode that's actually just released uh i don't know when this episode comes out but our recurrent episode just dropped at midnight on thursday 
and we a listener was in the audience at the men's hall and she yeah. won the cruise as well obviously because she was there she spilled so many good details i'm really excited about it but i asked her i'm like oh did you get the cruise like what's the details on the cruise and she oh, said yeah. that it's like it's a voucher that you have to redeem by december 1st so like there's really not much time and she's unsure if you have to go on the cruise by december 1st or if you just have to redeem it by december 1st but either way that's like kind of last minute which is why i think they're just randomly giving away cruises on twitter yeah. now too because i don't think people are going <laughs> to necessarily go yeah so, your shot if you, if you want to go on a cruise well yeah not that only not only that and let us know but also that cruise that. that cruise only leaves out of miami or barcelona that too. that too yeah so now you're like okay well it's great you're giving out cruises but i'm guessing most of the people in that audience probably lived in southern california and now you're giving right. them four months to not only take a cruise but they got to fly somewhere to get on that cruise either fly to miami or fly to barcelona and get on it like i'm guessing maybe 10 to 15 percent of the people in that audience are actually going to use that cruise maybe that's why they're doing it though because they get the free promotion yeah. and they look like so great giving away cruises to everyone but they don't actually have to shell out all these vacations but i will go trust me beggars can't be choosers i will go on that fucking cruise so you will go if if that if that are the parameters you have to use it by the first and it's leaving out of miami or barcelona you you're, you'll be able to to do it I mean, I'll see what I could do. I'll, I'll pull. I, and Jackie, you may have to fight my husband on who gets to go as my plus one. I told him, I'm like, maybe I'm going to go with Jackie. It's going to be a business trip. And he's like, um, screw that. I need to go on this free cruise. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to iron things out. We probably can, like, enable this into a sponsored deal, though. So I think mm. we should all go. Steve, you should come, too. Um, you know what the funny thing is? I've never been on a cruise in my life, and I don't really have an interest in in doing it either. I don't know. It, it doesn't. I, I've heard about the ones that kind of maybe the ones that do the Bahamas and stop in those places. I think I, I think I could do that. I don't know. I I'm just I'm older. I mean, maybe I should have done this when I was younger. But I'm no, a, you're missing out. And have you never seen Nick Vial as the cruise ship manager in that movie that he was in? Because that will that will change your opinion. yeah. I've I've seen the clip and. Um, I can't say it's really, you know, gotten my juices flowing to get on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I mean, nothing. He does a really good job at folding towels. So. <laughs> nothing Nick Vial does gets my juices flowing about anything. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, all right, let's let's talk a little bit about your background with the show. Um, Stephanie, do you have a? I don't want to say favorite season. It's so generic. Um, but I do want to know like what your relationship with the show is. How long you, we, we know how long Jackie's been watching. How long have you been watching? And are there moments, seasons, contestants that stand out to you the most? Yes. And this question always stresses me out because I feel I, I don't know, like how long have I been watching? I, go back my earliest season is brad Womack's second season i didn't i've never watched like jason mesmix or before okay. and i don't really care to because i feel like they've learned a lot about how to keep the audience entertained since then and just like the camera quality and everything like you could tell it's very much like early 2000s before then and i don't really care for it um so and then what was your other question um 
people that stand out. Yeah. I mean, I'm all, I'm a villain girl through and through. We are, I know you've had Michelle Money on, I think more than once. We are, I'm talking to Michelle Money. I don't even know if I told Jackie yet, but Michelle Money wants to come on the pod. And oh, great. she's just like, like an iconic character for me. Just someone that like, yeah. truly, truly embodies like the hilarious villain because they try to replicate that now and I wasn't fortunate. Like I don't think that's entertaining. When you could tell it's forced, it's not interesting to me. I liked when it was like genuine, like Courtney Robertson and Michelle Money and who else fits that bill? I wouldn't I'm not even sure if I would say Corinne. I feel like that's when people started wising up about like, oh, if I act this way I'll get screen time. But Yeah. No, that was Corinne seemed like to go on the show knowing she was going to play a role. She definitely yeah. seemed to do that. Um, but yeah, when you're put on the spot to be like, who's a forced villain versus who is an actual real villain. It's tough to stuff yeah. to say. Off the top Michelle of your head. money was just like naturally confident and hilarious and yeah. gorgeous. Like she was just like the whole package that I like, she stands out to me as a character on the show. Like, hundred percent yeah no she's great and she's and she'll be a great guest as well um now jackie about you since you started at re season you don't have i mean it's still a lot of seasons when you think about i mean re season was six or seven years ago so that's literally 14 seasons of of shows that you've watched have you had a favorite contestant moment season yourself (laughs) i Favorite season is hard to say. I do think, um, I don't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily my favorite, but I think Ari season will always hold a special place in my heart because it was like the first one for me. And I think the first time you're kind of doing the whole thing it is very exciting because, you know, after a while it does get a little repetitive. As far as a moment, I will never forget the moment of watching Peter Weber's finale with friends of mine. This was right before the pandemic. We did not know what we had in store for the next few years. Everything was happy. Um, And watching Barb go off on Madison and on Peter and that whole episode, I remember like looking at all, all of my friends that I was watching with our jaws were on the floor. We can't believe what we're watching. That's probably one of my favorite moments. And that to me is like some of the best, of what the bachelor can provide because i like the mess i like when it's just messy all around it's shocking i can do with or without a love story a love story is great if we get it in the end but um i'm more privy to the mess yeah um and speaking of peter's season i just want to say congratulations to you guys for being the (laughs) (laughs) for being the second to last guests of the bachelors in the city podcast that just miraculously disappeared out of thin air um hey not only that when the going gets tough you quit that's what that's my motto (laughs) i know but we got in last like just in the nick of time but if you go to the bachelors in the city's instagram we are the last like our faces are the last post on their feed i'm like oh my god we're just gonna live here forever and you know i I wonder i mean there's really i mean dustin and peter have their personal accounts which i'm assuming they'll keep but is there a mm-hmm. reason to even keep a Bachelors in the City podcast Instagram page up if you're never going to do another podcast? What's the point? You know, maybe it'll get deleted. It. Yeah, I yeah. No, I was going to say maybe. I was going to say maybe it will get deleted. I mean, I have, I have no idea, but it just seems like what's the point of keeping it up? Well, I know that neither of them even 
like had anything to do with it. Their producer Emma ran it, and she's a big fan of mine, by up- the way. <laughs> oh my god! They hate you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I didn't even. Were- first off, I didn't even know they had a producer named Emma because I had never listened to their show until the whole Nate fiasco, and then I tune in because I don't want to get anything wrong and I don't want to misquote them. And then I hear yeah. this producer that's got all these opinions of me and I've never spoken to her in my life. And she clearly, by what she said, had never listened to a thing I had ever said or written. So, you know, I get it a lot. People don't like me. I get it. But it's 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 very telling to when they express that they don't like me and then they literally rehash something that happened four or five years ago. It's like, OK, you clearly haven't seen anything recently. So I don't really care what your opinion right. is. And yeah. I've never spoken yeah. to you either. <laughs> Could we talk about the Dustin thing real quick, though? Because sure. I, my opinion is that Nate did a really good job redeeming himself. I mean, I think he was obviously media trained for the men tell all. I thought his answers were good. And had Dustin just, like, kept his mouth shut, Nate probably would have been, like, solidified as The Bachelor. And I feel like the only thing that's going against him now is the fact that his friend defended him, which is crazy. Well, I, you know, we're recording this on Thursday uh, September 1st. It's going to run next Thursday on September 8th. However, my daily roundup and my Thursday podcast that came out today was my daily roundup came out two hours ago. My other podcast literally came out 30 minutes before we started recording this. So you probably haven't listened to it. Um, I posted on both of my podcasts today. Nate is out. He's not the bachelor. What? Yeah, he's not. What? It. I was, oh, no. I was told now here's the thing. I was told that he rejected it. He basically said, I don't want to do it. Now, he could be saying that to save face. He could be telling friends that because he doesn't want to admit that maybe they pulled it from him. Maybe I don't know the details. All I was told was Nate rejected the offer. So we leave it at that. Um, it doesn't he's wow. he's not gonna be our he's not gonna be our bachelor, which now makes things interesting because I really only think there's one other guy from this season who it could possibly even be based on you know where people finish and edits they've gotten this season, and that would be, in my mind, the only other person it could be if they chose someone from Rachel and Gabby's season, which isn't even a guarantee, would be Zach. And then you're looking at past contestants or they pull somebody out of the blue for the first time since Matt Grant's season, which I guess is always a possibility. But I, if you ask me now, I mean, I thought it was going to be Nate based on the way they defended him on Twitter and all that, but yeah. now... The fact that he's not in, I have no idea where they're headed. I mean, they could pull something out of their ass like they did on Ari season, pulled him out of their ass out of the blue. The, the Nick thing came out of the blue. I don't know. I mean, do you have any, I do you have any, not insight, but anybody that you would like to see? Like, do you think Zach would be a good bachelor? No, I would be bored to tears. Uh, I need to see how it ends. I mean, obviously I know yeah. he doesn't win, but I, he goes out in some dramatic way, which I don't know. Obviously I know, you know. But um, I don't think he was compelling enough. I wouldn't like that. I'm down for the ass pulling. Pull Tyler Cameron out of your ass. Yeah. I will definitely watch. I don't get why they don't just throw an obscene amount of money at him and just make him do it. Yeah, I mean, that like, would be the thing that would get at least eyeballs on your on your premiere episode because he's the most followed person male in the franchise on Instagram. So he is the guy that would probably kind of, I don't know, spark something within this franchise and, and maybe reinvigorate things with their fan base. But 
I don't think this guy's dated some A-list models. I don't think he needs this show to find a woman. Of course he doesn't need it. But, like, that doesn't matter. Yeah, but, I mean, they still have to sell it. Uh, you have to sell it as, is it believable? I mean, look, I, I don't think anything about the show is believable, but they have to sell it as it is, and I don't know. Uh, if, they, if, if they did, it'd be great. I mean, it's not like I wouldn't watch, but I don't know. I think I think he's too, I think he's too popular for the show and I don't think he wants to do it. I, I don't, I don't, and I don't know, maybe there is a, maybe, and I don't know what the show is willing to fork out money wise, but Jackie and your, in your estimation outside of Tyler Cameron, is there anyone that you would be interested in seeing? Well, do you think that they are not going to go the route of a two bachelor season no. now? Because that is what I'm interested in seeing. That's what people have been asking for. To no, get kind of, you know, some equal playing field. So you think they're they're never going to pull that out? Yeah, no, that's not happening. They're not doing it back to back. This season was a disaster format wise, and they're they've I've sure. heard behind the scenes that did not they did not enjoy it uh, doing it this way. So I can't imagine they're going to do it back to back seasons. I mean, maybe in the future they'll try it, but I don't think we're going to get two bachelors. Have found it entertaining. Like I, I think it's at least something different. We've had some fresh stuff to talk about. So in that sense, I've found this season to, this season to be enjoyable um so i would really like to see a, a double bachelor season i know um doing greg grippo and andrew spencer has been kind of tossed around a little bit i don't think greg will ever actually come back to the show but that would probably be my vote yeah i, I at this point if it's not going to be zach and it's not going to be anybody from rachel and gabby's season which i'm just saying if it's not going to be that route I think they might pull somebody out of the blue that we don't know. And I don't even think going the C or D list celebrity or reality guy that's kind of middle of the like I don't think I think if they're going to pull somebody new, pull somebody that none of us know and when we, they make the announcement, the only people that know that guy are his family and friends. Like I think that's and that's the route and that's the route they used to go. For the first, you know, ten seasons of this show, most of them were just like, "Hey, here's your bachelor. It's this guy is a banker, and this guy does this, and this guy, you know, Byron was a fisherman, and Jay was an investment banker, and you know, Andrew Firestone owned a winery. They just gave you guys. Now it's like, look, I understand why they've done it. I understand the built-in audience for somebody that was dumped that the fans are rooting for that want to see it." But you've literally done 30 seasons in a row of that. Like, let's at least try it. I mean, it doesn't hurt to pull somebody. But I have no idea where they're leaning. It might just be another, you know, recycled lead. I don't I don't know. Um, what about, like, a Mike Johnson or Andrew Spencer by himself? I thought Mike had a girlfriend. Doesn't he? Does he? I thought he, I thought um, he was posting with a girl recently. Thought I saw that. Okay, Andrew Spencer. I feel like he could do. It. I mean, he's probably getting a phenomenal. He's probably going to get a phenomenal edit in Paradise. And spoiler alert: he doesn't leave the show with anyone. You could say that here because this is reality, Steve. Yeah, I'm. Um, <laughs> I guess he's a possibility. I just think the. I think the Paradise people would be tough because they're going to start filming The Bachelor before Paradise even starts airing, and it would basically kind of ruin. I mean. I think a lot of people started thinking Michael when they found out Michael was going down to paradise and they were like, Oh, they're giving him oh, the yeah. bachelor edit. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. He's not getting a bachelor edit. He'll start filming the bachelor before the first episode of paradise even starts airing. So it wouldn't make any sense to be like, Michael's getting a bachelor edit. 
So right. same thing with Andrew. It would kind of give away whatever ending he has. We know he doesn't end up with anybody, but that's still a very small portion of their audience that thinks that or that knows that. You know, people that follow spoilers would only know that, and that's still a very small percentage of their audience. So, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea where they're going with this, but I'm going to be probably, unless I hear something last minute, I'm probably going to be just as surprised as everybody else when the announcement is officially made. But, yeah, I have heard that Nate just doesn't want to do it, but I don't know the reasoning why. Um I was just told he rejected it. Now, like I said, could be saving face. Maybe he was never even offered it, and he's just saying that because, you know, he wants it to sound more important than it is. Um, but, yeah, he's not going to do it. So, yeah. Oh, well. Um, and I don't think it has any. Honestly, I don't think it has anything to do with my reporting because after I reported it, Fleiss went to bat with for Nate like 10 times on Twitter. So, clearly, they were interested in him, and they definitely – we're talking to him about it, so I don't think my reporting had anything to do with him not getting it. Are you, are you kidding me? You, this is 1,000% the reason why he's not the Bachelor, though. Had that story never come out, Nate would be the Bachelor. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but if, if this, what I'm saying is, if this is true that he rejected it, I guess, I guess because I don't know why he rejected it. Did he reject it because he's just sick of people you know, digging into his past life? Is he? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, probably it's possible. He like the backlash, and he doesn't want to do it now. It's, okay, that's possible. But I don't want to take any credit for him not getting it. Because it, it he had the opportunity to. They definitely wanted him. And I think, right. um, so if he chose not to do it, then that's on him. And that's, and that's his choice, and we can all respect that. Um, I actually, I actually kind of respect the guy for turning it down, because most people would kill to have this lead to be a lead on this right. show, male or female. Like any of them would like would love to have the lead role and be the bachelor or be the bachelorette. Like, kind of takes some afraid. balls to turn them down. If he if he yeah. really did turn them down, that takes some balls, you know. Um, you could know that like maybe other girls are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, "Uh, I dated him too, and I did this," and, and yeah. he just doesn't want all that airing out. So he's like, "You know what? It's not worth it." And and what's funny is you know. They already have the women chosen for this season. I know a few that are going to be on next season, and they they cast the they cast the women and they cast the men before they cast the lead. Like these women are in the dark; they have no idea who the bachelor is yet. They've signed up to go on the show and leave in a few weeks. So that's always been funny to me, and it's just more proof that this show is not about finding love and not about finding the perfect person for their lead. They don't give a shit. They're casting a television show. Um, right. They've chosen all their women, and these women don't even know who they're applying for, you know? Um, so it just kind of goes to show. But um, in terms of this season, I want to talk about this season a little bit. Jackie, I mm-hmm. um, when the when you first heard, and it would have been on Clayton's After the Final Rose, the final episode back in March, when you first heard there was going to be two bachelorettes and it was going to be two bachelorettes throughout the whole season, what was your reaction, and did the season measure up to what you thought it was going to be? I would say my reaction was mixed. On one hand, I am always—I feel like I've been like hammering this point home. I am excited for something that is different, something that is new, that's not the same recycled group date drama that we've seen a million times. So in that sense, I was excited for it. And I do think in that sense, the show has lived up to 
kind of something that I found entertaining and have been excited to watch every Monday night. I do, though, feel that it has been a bit of a I do think both Gabby and Rachel have gotten a bit of the short end of the stick because it's like neither of them get their own season and they keep saying like oh you know they're best friends and we're not pitting them against each other but like comparison is only natural and now you have these two girls in a position where they're constantly being compared to each other and they're both getting half the screen time that a normal lead would get they're not getting the real lead experience and in that sense um, I'm bummed for both of them because I do like both of them a lot. What about you Stephanie? Um, literally everything she just said, I fully agree with. I was excited again, like if it's new and different and exciting, I'm here for it. So when it was announced, I was like definitely confused how this was going to work because, you know, the only other time was Britney. They they had no, they're like, and how is this going to work? Oh yeah. The fact that Jesse's like, so how are we going to fucking do this guys? Like he literally, no one had any agenda. They just like started filming and and it, and it, the best. And it showed. <laughs> and it showed this yeah. season. <laughs> Clearly. But we like mess, Steve. We like yeah. mess. Um just out of curiosity, I'm sure you saw the Getty Images picture of a possible contestant being on Dancing with the Stars. You saw it, right? Yeah, I I've seen two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um of the uh, of the the girl one with the mask on. Yeah. To me that to to me it looks like Gabby. I mean, I think it's her. Me too. Yeah, okay. I don't think I don't even think there's really any dispute, is there? Uh, who are people thinking it is? It's I, I saw that picture in two seconds. I'm like, that's Gabby. Yeah, no, people are saying it could be Charlie D'Amelio, but um, no. her hair is way darker. Her hair is more like jet black, and oh, that yeah. hair, totally Gabby's hair. That's more of like a dark brown with like some reddish tone to it. So, yeah. 100%, I think it's Gabby. Yeah, I think it's funny they're dressing them up like freaking astronauts to walk into the Dancing with the Stars. I know because they can't be seen like they're doing such a shitty job at hiding them. If people can still take a photo and, and figure out who it is. Yeah. I, I mean the mask like does cover her face, but it does. You can still see her face. Like if anything, if they really want to do it, do it like squid game style where the hoodie literally covers their whole face and it's just a mask mm-hmm. and you wouldn't be able to tell anything other than body type and body type you would be able to get away with it wouldn't be you wouldn't really be able to nail down a body type i don't think on just one person like oh that's so and so's body i think you could have guesses or whatever but seeing that picture i was like that's gabby i I, I mean maybe i'm wrong i don't i don't think i am but that totally looks like her and it makes sense you know what did you get tipped by anyone like do you know no no i never have I never really get anything on Dance with the Stars. Um, I think there was one season where I knew somebody was going to get it, and I had put it out there and said, hey, by the way, so-and-so is going to be on Dance with the Stars. But and, I don't even, and I'm already forgetting what season that was. But I do think one time I had it, but most of the times of all these people that have been on between Sean Lowe and Chris Souls and um, – uh, who out? Nick. I mean, I think there was only one that I remember having, and I can't remember which one it was. But no, I usually don't get anything Dancing with the Stars related. So, okay. but I'll, I mean, do you think that that do you think that that's now turning into a competition that, let's say, Gabby does does get it and Rachel doesn't? But is that a big deal? That Gab like okay, Gabby's getting a a pretty big offer out of this out of being the bachelorette. And then Rachel doesn't. 
I watched a clip where Rachel said that she would want Gabby to do it because she's like the dancer of the two. Oh, okay. Well, so it seems like she would be supportive and understanding of why they would choose Gabby over Rachel. Uh, it does kind of feel like it was going to be Gabby and it ended up being Gabby and Rachel based on how Clayton season ended. Do you agree? Oh, this season. Um, yeah. Like I feel like it was Gabby's role. And then they threw Rachel in after the Clayton stuff happened. Oh, I never really thought about that. I just knew that the way they filmed that final episode and the way the, you know, rose ceremony from hell went down and the fact that Mm -hmm. both of them were sitting next to each other in the audience, I was like, they can't just give it to one of them because the audience would be, while they would be happy, they'd feel really bad for the one sitting right next Mm -hmm. to her that has to, fake being happy for the other one getting the lead i was like okay they're totally going to give it to both of them um you know but i i mean i think if i were to go on a little bit of a mini dance with the stars rant here like really with charlie d'amelio the girl's been dancing since she was three she's the most popular tiktoker in the world like just pencil her into the finals right now it's so obvious she's going to get to at least the finals doesn't necessarily mean she's going to win because some people might be put off by the fact that she's literally a pro dancer. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, Gabby's former Denver Bronco cheerleader. She's got a dance background, so it makes sense. But Charlie's getting to the finals. It's so obvious. Um, Jackie, um, I wanted to talk something totally different. What do you think of young gravy dating Addison Ray's mother? I just, (laughs) wait, sorry, what did you ask? (laughs) Exactly. Do you know that Young Gravy is dating Addison Ray's mother? Did you even understand that sentence? Um, no, I know Addison Ray's mother. Okay. Who is the other person? There, well, I didn't know this until the other day either, so don't worry about it. I did not know okay. until Sunday night at the VMAs that there is a white rapper named Young Gravy. He took okay. Addison Ray's mother to the VMAs, and they were making out on the red carpet like high schoolers. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's um, 26. She's 42. And there's been stories going around because I don't even know if you know the background of Addison Ray's parents drama. You, since you love mess, you might like it, but basically, yeah, the, I definitely need to look into this. This sounds yeah. right up my alley, but ba- no, I do not know about Addison Ray's parents drama. Basically the father, uh, her father cheated on the mother with a young mm-hmm. girl. And they're saying that the mom is getting back at him by cheating with a young guy just and this is all for clout and this is just but they showed up at the vmas together arm in arm they did all their interviews they would kiss on the camera like it was cringy and so they're saying their position is no this is real true love i see that's the thing i don't know if it's a legit relationship because he's done interviews post-show and he's like yeah she's great she's single I mean, he. I mean, he also set the feminist movement back about five hundred years by saying she's the hottest milf out there, and that's why you know. I'm right. just like, okay, dude. Like, who's using right. milf in the year 2022? You know. Um, yeah. Could the answer be both? Could it be for clout and for? I'm not going to say true love, but yeah. <laughs> relative attraction. Yeah, I. Who knows? I mean, I didn't even know there was a rapper named Young Gravy until Sunday night. Me neither. Uh, what a name. But yeah, the fact that. You know, there's a 16 year age difference and she's the older one and he's the younger one. And oh, and and the night that it happened, Addison Ray's dad takes to his Instagram page and posts a shirtless photo wearing only a towel saying thank you to Young Gravy for taking my leftovers. I mean, it's just ugly. Yeah, it's 
parents are so cringe and embarrassing. Like, yeah. it's like they got a taste of fame and they don't know what to do with themselves. And they need to realize that their daughter is the one who's the star and not them. Like, I always thought it was weird that they would do like TikTok trends together. And I'm like, you guys are supposed to be like adults. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're so hard to watch. Yeah, no, it is. It is turned into this messy drama. And yeah, I don't know if Young Gravy and Sherry Easterling is her name. I don't know if they are like legitimately dating or they showed up to the VMAs knowing it would get major attention, which it did. And it was just kind of to throw it in the ex-husband's face. I, I don't know. I just, but it's messy. So I figured you would like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you watched the Charlie D'Amelio show on Hulu? Did you ever watch their family stuff? I did. You do? You did? I didn't, no. You, I did, like the whole thing. Okay, so you've watched the first the whole first season on Hulu. Yeah. How was it? Oh, you didn't watch it? No, I never did. <laughs> I, I always kept telling myself I wanted to because I'm I'm fascinated by someone who's literally went from, like, in 2020, Charlie D'Amelio was nobody, and then all of a sudden she's the most popular TikTok star in the world all just because of a pandemic. And she just started making dance videos. Like I find it fascinating and I just kind of want to see more about their family and more about it. How, how is it? Okay. The show's really good. I would recommend it. It definitely shows a Hmm. raw side of things. Like it, like Dixie breaking down because of comments on the internet and she's like sobbing and it really shows an inside look at how they handle like being in the public eye. I do. I am like, you know, Charlie D'Amelio is great. Like I don't have anything against her. I am confused why she's as popular as she is because (laughs) I feel like she, she's so timid. And even when she talks on the show and does her confessionals, she acts like her voice sounds like she doesn't want to be doing it. And she's like very shy or tired or I don't know, but I'm like, why is this girl famous? Cause if you look at her compared to Addison Ray, like, I get why you popped off. Like you have this dynamic personality and you, you want to be a star. It seems like Charlie doesn't want to be famous and she's being forced to be famous. Interesting. See, that interests me because that is, could be an issue. It could be a problem. She, you know, is this going to turn her into like, is it going to, I know that I know that um, Dixie suffers from uh, depression and social anxiety and stuff like that, and she talks about that a lot on the show, right? Yeah, now, that part I thought was really great that they were shining a light on that, and like every yeah. single episode would end with like if you're struggling with depression, that these are resources you can use, and I thought that was great. I thought it was great to see that like kids idolize their lives and see like, oh wow, you got famous overnight and you got to move to LA and you have this wonderful life and they're kind of showing like hey it's not all glamorous and you know there are some bad things that come with fame so I think that it's really eye-opening and cool and I I don't know I'm excited that they're they're doing another season right I think yeah I think it's getting released fairly soon this this month definitely Hmm. um is the uh, just out of curiosity one last thing on that is the how do the parents come across? Do they come across as unhinged and they're like, oh, I'm pushing my kids to stardom, or are they a little more grounded? No, they seem more grounded. Like, I'm so interested in, like, their business schedule, and there's an episode where they go over, like, Charlie D'Amelio's schedule schedule for 2022, and they literally have it planned month by month. Like, oh, oh February, shit. you're going to release your makeup line. March, you're going to release your clothing line. It's all, like, fucking mapped out for a full year, and the mom's like, 
okay, but where's where's the schedule for dance and where's the schedule for playtime? And she seems to be advocating for them to be like normal. kids. Do have, have, like we have kids' life? Like, what did you say? I was going to say, like, she's probably advocating, like, when are they going to have time to be teenagers? Exactly. Yeah. But they don't. I mean, not when you're, like, have this much money on the line. You don't have time to be a teenager. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I, I need to watch season one. I've, I always told myself, because I'm, I'm just, I'm really interested in in just the, the the such the quick rise to stardom. Like, you know, I mean, she was nobody before the pandemic hit. And the pandemic is the reason Charlie D'Amelio is what she is today. Um all right, let's end it with this. Let's talk a little Bachelor in Paradise. That's coming up uh, at the end of this month, September 27th, is the premiere. The spoilers are out there. I'm sure you're very well aware of them. So anybody listening, if you, you know, you don't want to hear spoiler talk about Paradise, then I don't know, I guess tune out. But uh, Jackie, is there anybody mm-hmm. in particular that you're looking forward to the most to see how it shakes down with them on Paradise, even, you know, knowing the spoilers or not? Was there anybody you're like, wow, okay, I want to I wanna see this? Yeah, and maybe you can actually shed some light on this because I don't even know fully if what I'm about to say is true or not. But so yeah. I am very interested to see Shanae because I firmly believe that she – because first off, when she was on Clayton season, I just felt that the way she was acting, the things she was saying were so outrageous. I'm like, is this a real person who is acting this way? She, I've seen some of the promos for Paradise. She seems to be getting a semi-decent good edit. Obviously, like, we'll see. But I'm excited to see her in Paradise in a new light because I'm convinced now fully that she made some sort of deal with the producers that, like, I'll give you what you want. I'll say what needs to be said on Clayton season if I can go to Paradise and get some sort of redemption edit. And I'm curious to see how that all plays out. Hmm. Do you have any insights on this? Because I'm just – this is just literally my – thoughts on it i don't i haven't read that many paradise spoilers we do a few of them that we've covered on our youtube channel and stuff but i i'm trying to at least be surprised about some things so that when we recap i have some sort of authentic reaction well wait jackie do you know that steve steve um spoiled the whole one for me oh no you didn't tell me that well so jackie just got back from a cruise so we're still catching up (laughs) steve dave neal recorded i didn't release the youtube because i'm actually um unsure if i want to release that one but i i asked him on camera i'm like oh um besides the one engaged couple that we do know which is victoria fuller and johnny i'm like yeah was there any other engaged couple and i was just asking for the amount and he goes he's like yeah there's one other engaged couple and that and then he says it and i have like my crazy reaction and then i'm like you know what at this point just tell me everything so steve spoiled the whole thing for me so i unfortunately know everything but i'm here for it still yeah i jackie the um in terms of insight Mm -hmm. i I can't say that i know shanae like made some deal with production but i do know that the shanae that we're going to get on paradise is not the shanae that we got on clayton season she's going to get she's definitely going to get a redemption and people are going to probably have a 180 on her and be like oh she isn't all that bad but it's like you can't you can't just dismiss what she said and did and the things that she said to Elizabeth on For that sure. season. Like I, I, these people that go on and do get a redemption at it. It's like, okay, you got redeemed, but are we just supposed to forget that you made fun of a woman who suffered from 80 from ADD or ADHD? Like I, I I'm, I'm certainly not. Um, so I don't know. 
uh, and maybe she's going to put on an act down there. And she went down there knowing I'm not going to try and ruffle feathers. I'm going to, you know, just be my authentic self and, and see what happens. But yeah. And, and you know, I, there's like six couples at the end of the show Two end up getting engaged two end up leaving together and two end up breaking up. Like that's when we get to the end of paradise. That's basically the, the shakedown of it, of the main uh, six couples, two, two and two. Mm-hmm. So you can have Stephanie fill you in on that. If you'd like, if you want to okay. know, yeah, we'll talk after if you, okay, okay. If you had to guess, if I had to tell you, I mean, you know, of one engaged couple, Johnny and Victoria Fuller, if I had to give you a guess of, who the other engaged couple is? Who would you guess? I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong either. Oh, well, wait. I'll give her a hint. Jackie, okay. the guy is like one of your favorite guys. Oh. Oh, but, but not Andrew. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably forgets who's going down, but there's this one guy that you really, really liked, and you think you think that with the season he was on, he should have been chosen as the winner, and he wasn't. Oh, 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 oh. Brandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and who? Ooh, who does he get engaged to? No, now you just have to tell me. Oh, okay. Um, Serene. Oh, okay. I love that. Aw. Yeah. Right? They're both such great, sweet people. I love that so much. I remember I remember when I was writing my recap for the hometown date episode of Clayton's season and Serene getting eliminated, and I said at the time, I said, one, she's one of the most beautiful women they've ever had on this show, and two, yeah. she is going to be the hottest commodity down in paradise this summer. And wouldn't you know it? She pretty much yeah. was. Now, yeah. I, I say hottest commodity, but she basically is with Brandon from day one. Like they're not some. She's not somebody that dated around down there and went on multiple dates like Logan does and Shanae does. Um, no, it, she's her and Brandon were like the it couple from day one. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they end up um, they end up getting engaged and. There's certainly a lot of drama. There's 42 people that show up in paradise at some point this season, which breaks the record of last season, which was 41. Wow. What's the um, Andrew and Teddy stuff? Because he has talked about her so much prior to going on the show that like they, they at least have to go on a date, right? Gosh, I, you know what? The spoilers were like outside of the couples stuff. The spoilers were like a month ago and I've already forgotten like, cause there's so okay. many, different dates and stuff like that. I know that Teddy is gone very early because it's not for her. And I know, I think people were forcing, I think people there, I think were forcing the whole Andrew Teddy because he had spoken about her in podcasts before going on the show. And it was all this pressure and it just never worked out. And she's gone within the first two or three episodes. Like she just, she either leaves or doesn't get a rose. I can't even remember one of the two, Okay, but yeah, um, she, She's gone, but then Andrew strikes it up with somebody else, and he lasts a decent amount of time, I think. But again, I'm totally with 42 people showing up this season. Um, yeah, there's a lot that I've already forgotten. I've already forgotten yeah. like who got roses in the first episode and stuff like that. Let me let me see if I have it in my is it in my notes over here? Oh, I have it right here. Um. Yeah, in the first episode, men give the roses to women. Wait, Jackie, do you want to know all this? I'm not going to go over yeah, yeah. it. I'm just looking I'm at it. I'm going to ask you once we got off this anyway, so just lay it on me. All right. Um, okay, I don't have them all here, but um, but in the first episode, just know that, or not first episode, the first rose ceremony, 
men are giving the roses to the women. Do you know the big twist of the season? No, what is it? They make the girls leave? What is that? Do you ever watch Love Island? No, and I know. Okay. It's they basically ripped off Love Island just like they ripped off Joe Millionaire with their <laughs> with their two leads this season. Um, in Love Island, about halfway through filming every season on Love Island, everybody that's left, you know, is usually in some sort of couple. They say, "Okay, for the next five days, women, you're going to live somewhere else. Men, you stay oh. here. We're bringing in we're bringing in new women to." shack up with the men we're bringing in new men to get with the women and they basically start testing relationships because you're away oh, from, i love that you're away from That's your woman so good. you're away from your couple that your person you're coupled up with you're away from them for 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 paradise i think they were i think they separated them for three or four days where the women had to that's what they show in the preview they make it seem like they're leaving they're actually leaving to go to a different place in mexico where they stay for three or four days and don't get to interact and in their place they deliver them a new batch of guys and the guys stay on the beach and they deliver them a new batch of women and then after three or four days they come together and you basically are testing your relationship do you stay with the one that you were with before the separation or do you decide to move on to somebody else that's how it works yeah so that's the twist that's great on Love Island, it's called Casa Amor. That's what they call it, where you go into Casa Amor, which is let's split everybody up. But, yeah, it's it, they literally ripped off Love Island because Love Island has been doing that for three seasons or more seasons than that if you count the, the U.K. seasons. But, yeah, that's the uh, that's the big twist, and it does lead to some heavy drama and lead to some breakups for sure. And um, yeah. we'll see that play out. Um, <laughs> uh so I'm just, I'm curious. Um, you guys have been doing Jackie. You guys have been doing interviews, and you guys started the podcast. I believe October of last year. Yeah. So you're not you're not even a year into the podcast. You guys have gotten some really good guests. Is there anybody that when they came on, you had a preconceived notion about, and then changed your mind after they were on? Good or good, either for good or for bad. Tell the Ben story. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, for sure. I think there, we've had several interviews that have um, changed my perception of, of someone. But a, a big one, I guess, changed our our opinion on him was never bad. But so a story that we love to tell is um, how we got Ben Higgins on the podcast, which kind of like, I think, really solidified us as being able to get these bigger guests. And then moving forward, we got some really great people. But so he had heard about us and reached out to us to come on the podcast because the past few episodes prior we were talking about him a lot and he's like why are these girls talking about me do they like me like what's going on and he had wanted to get on a call with us to hash things out and then we ended up doing an interview and so then he i think we had both had um going into it like uh i don't know we were like nervous didn't know exactly what he wanted to talk about and um what he kind of wanted to address because he wanted to talk first he didn't necessarily want to do an interview even though it led to being an interview but by the end of it we decided we're besties now and we we cleared everything <laughs> up and now we call him well we used to call him friend of the show ben higgins and he mispronounced our podcast name on his podcast several months later so now he is formerly known as or artist formerly known as Fox bus? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You came up with that one, Stephanie. I don't remember what we were saying. <laughs> friend of the show, Ben Higgins, is Fox bus. So we call all of our listeners Fox, friends, friends of the show. So Ben is the original Fox. And then someone was like, oh, Ben covered your TikTok. So 
he re- he was like covering my TikTok on Almost Famous, and he's like, "This next story comes in from the TikTok account she all Bach." Uh, okay, and, and I'm like, "Are you?" fucking kidding me Ben you literally (laughs) called me and asked to come on the show and you're gonna pretend like you don't know me so I DM'd him when that happened and I go hey uh heard you covered my TikTok why did you pretend like you didn't know me and he's like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm high on flu medicine and I'm like okay so now he's the artist formerly known as Thoughtspa I was just gonna ask you how did he mispronounce she's all batch like what did he say how did he call it and you just answered that so um, You're just a psychic with predicting your Yeah, questions. I know. My gosh. Are you are you hacked into my computer here? Because if you do, yes. you're going to know a lot of stuff. <laughs> nice. Yes, I got all the spoilers. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on, Stephanie and Jackie. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we were able to finally do this. I'm glad that we were able to connect. Oh, I didn't even get to the story. Real quickly, when you and I connected a couple weeks ago, Stephanie, um, <laughs> When I found out your last name, I was like, no, 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 no. I knew your last name. I knew it was Stephanie. I knew your name was Stephanie Parker. But when we were speaking, uh, me, you and Dave off camera before we started recording our stuff, you had mentioned a background at a particular, what, a tabloid, weekly, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then it just, that name and that particular tabloid rang in my head that like, wait a second, I I think I've emailed with this woman before a long time ago. And then I just, I just, you know, typed in your name on my email search and there it was from 2017. You and I had a back and forth on email when you were working at this particular company. That was funny. I was trying to get some spoil. I was trying to get Steve to uh, give us some spoilers for our site. (laughs) You wanted to, you wanted to work together and I was like, sure. How much are you going to pay me for this? And you guys were like, um, well, you know, that's not my doing. That was the, the company that had yeah. the money. So. Yeah, no, that was just, it was funny, but I was just like, yeah, so we did. So it's like, I knew you before this, but, you know, up until the recording with Dave, it never dawned on me that Stephanie Parker from She's All Batch or She All Bach is, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might start calling you that now. That's almost too funny. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Um, that Stephanie Parker from She's All Batch is the Stephanie Parker that I dealt with five years ago. I, no. I, I never, you never told me, never you dawned on me. Told me five years ago, I'd be on Reality Seas podcast. I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> well, you could have brought up to me at some point. You're like, do you not? Re- did you not remember emailing me, or you did? And you just didn't want to bring it up. No, I had. I did not. I mean, when you told me, it's not like I was surprised, but I didn't think like, oh man, I wonder if he's going to remember that. You know, oh, okay. like, I had, I don't, I wasn't at the top of my mind at all. Yeah. It just, you would know me. yeah, it just, re- it, it clicked. And it was only because of when you were talking about your background and where you used to work. And for some reason, I just remembered that name and that tabloid. So that's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Go follow them on Instagram. She's all batch. Uh, or on their podcast, She's All Batch, even though She All Bach is kind of the new it thing. Um, (laughs) She All Bach. uh, Jackie and Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on. And we will definitely uh, keep in touch. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Stephanie and Jackie for that. Glad we could finally have them on. They've really made a name for themselves in the podcast world. And I... 
you know, I have a lot of respect for people that can build their own content and um, don't have a, an affiliation to the show. And that's why I promote people like Dave Neal and Game of Roses and She's All Batch or She All Bach. <laughs> that is hilarious that Ben thought that's how you pronounced it. Um, I, I get it. B-A-C-H. There is a musician, a composer named Bach. I get it. but They're talking about The Bachelor. Why would she call it She's All Bach? Oh, Ben. Anyway. Um, thanks again for them for coming on. They'll definitely be on, uh, in the future. Um, I was on with Dave Neal on she's all batch a couple weeks ago. Go check that out. But, um, yeah, I posted this early today because I'm on my way to Las Vegas. So as you're hearing this, I'm probably on a plane right now and tomorrow and Monday's daily roundup will still happen. I have figured out how to record on the road. First time ever doing it. It might be, it's going to sound a little bit different because I'm recording it into my phone. I'm not bringing a microphone with me. So I'll be recording it into my phone and just kind of go from there. And uh, But, yeah, there will be a daily roundup up tomorrow and Monday, even though I will be in Las Vegas. I don't know how much Bachelor stuff will be in there um, because it'll just be – I don't know how much information I'm going to be getting. I, I still check my phone, obviously, when I'm in Vegas, but in terms of – being more dialed into what's going on in the bachelor world. No, I don't really do that when I'm out. So it'll just be anything basic uh, that I can find online or maybe even look at Dave's YouTube videos and talk about what he, what he's talking about um, because he's got his finger on the pulse uh, of bachelor nation as well. So thank you to Stephanie and Jackie for coming on again. Definitely going to have them on in the future. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. And like I said, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, the first daily roundup not recorded at my desk. Maybe I'll give you an update on how my first day in Vegas went. But until then, for Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you!